The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Faith Hill Church. My name is Greg Fritz and I am so excited to be with you today to do the Sunday morning service. It's a great honor for me to work with your pastors. I love them. We know them. Uh, Many of my friends are friends with your church and your pastors and they have such a wonderful reputation. And one of the things that that Chipo told me was that many of you listen to my podcast and that blessed me so much to know that the work that we're doing here is going around the world and it's even uh, over in South Africa being a blessing to you and so those of you who have heard me welcome back it's so good to be with you and I just uh, I tell you I haven't been to your church but I already have a love for your church and your people because of your pastors and uh, look forward to being with you one day soon, hopefully. Uh, We've all been slowed in our travels, but in the past, I have been to the continent of Africa over 10 times, and I spent one year of my life in Congo, teaching in a Bible school, preaching in the churches, and I tell you, I love preaching in Africa. I love preaching in the African churches, the, the dancing, the singing, Uh, It's just unlike any other place in the world. Because of the pandemic, I've done a lot of these services from here like this virtually, and I wasn't able to go and attend. But I'll tell you, of all the places that I've gone virtually, I miss being with you today. And I know uh, one of these days soon, they're going to release all these lockdowns and we can get together And uh, I would love to come see you in South Africa and be with my brothers and sisters there. And know this, that, you know, you have family. If you're part of the body of Christ, we have family all over the world. And and so um, I'm part of your extended family right here in the U.S. And we're going to do the will of God. We're going to be what God wants us to be. And no matter what the world does or thinks, we have a God in heaven And we're going to fulfill His plan and His will in our lives. I want to talk to you about a very important principle, the principle of faith. Uh, This is so important in these days. If you're going to overcome, if you're going to overcome the, the challenges of life as a Christian, we have an option. We have the faith option. Now, the world doesn't have that option. They, they just have to do the best they can and to get through life and use whatever means they can find. But you and I have a God in heaven. God loves us and he has made tremendous promises to us that work in good times and bad times. So I want to talk to you about storms. Uh, so I'm going to start here in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. If you turn there in your Bibles, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, now this is Jesus speaking to us, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and, and, uh, and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. 
Then we talk about the foolish man. <clears throat> Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So we have two different philosophies here. One person built on the rock of God's word. Jesus said, if you hear my sayings and do them, that's the word of God. And it's very important as Christians that we build on God's word. So you have one man building on the word of God, another man built on human philosophy, hard work, whatever other, you know, motives motivated him. But when the storm came, and let me just say this, storms do come. God never said we wouldn't face storms. One of the things you get out of this, uh, this parable is this, that the storm came to both men. Everybody in this world is going to go through challenges, storms of one kind or the other. And as they face these storms, before they face the storms, you couldn't tell one from the other. But storms reveal weaknesses. Storms reveal a lack of faith. Storms reveal the foundation, whether it's solid or whether it's flimsy and built on sand. And the pressures that we've experienced in the days that we're living in have really revealed weaknesses in a lot of people. And you and I, I want us to do a foundation inspection. I want us to look at our lives and make sure that we're building on the rock. <coughs> Excuse me. And so it's, it's not something that's difficult to do. It's just a choice that every one of us can make. But the storms of life will show who's making it and who's not. When a person has wrong principles and they're building on wrong principles, dishonesty, uh, laziness, or, you know, trying not to do their best, being sloppy, not doing a good job in their life, it may not show up all at once. But in the end, you begin to see who's built on the rock and who's not built on the rock. So we have the option. We know the Word of God, and because we know God's Word, we can be those who are built on the rock. And I just see the church, the church around the world, the churches in Africa and Asia, in South America, North America, Christians around the world, strengthening themselves, rebuilding their lives on the rock of God's Word, and becoming what God wants us to be. This is something that all of us should be interested in, and we should all focus on it from time to time. And so I'm going to talk about storms. <laughs> That's not a real popular subject, but, but if you haven't learned how to deal with storms, they will really take you by surprise. And Christians end up questioning God. They question their motives. They question their neighbor. They question life. And, and, and we, we need to realize that we live in a fallen world. There is a devil and there are demonic powers in this world and people don't always do the right thing and it creates problems. We're all going to face problems in our lives. Our uh, option as Christians is that we can walk by faith. 1 John 5, 4 says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I want to encourage you to live by faith in these days. 
I want to encourage you to take a look at your faith. Make sure that you're practicing God's Word, building your life on the Word of God, because that is the only thing that's going to last forever. You can count on God's Word. It will never let you down. And I'm sure you've had people in your life that have let you down or organizations that haven't done what they said or maybe you've had contracts with corporations or people or whatever and and they didn't follow through. God will never let you down. God's word works for everyone. And uh, as Christians, it's such a blessing and a privilege for us to believe God's word. The best life you could ever live is one that's built on the word of God. And, and we're going to explain exactly what that means, but let's just say this. You ought to be building your life on certain scriptures. There are scriptures in the Bible that promise protection for you. They promise provision for you. They promise forgiveness to you. They promise righteousness to you. They promise all the things that we need in life. And, and, and rather than looking to someone else or something else to supply these needs... We first ought to look to God and count on God. And you may have a good job and say, you know what, I, have, I've, you know, my paycheck comes from my job. Yeah, but how did you get that job? God is behind that. God is the one that has given us the power to get wealth. So whatever you've received in your life, let's recognize the fact that God is behind it. God is protecting you. God is providing for you. He may be using your job right now, but if that job was gone, uh, God would find another way to supply your needs. God can protect you from dangers, from, from the dangers of life, and God can give you peace in the midst of chaos. God can give you joy in the midst of sadness. Everything that we need in life comes from our Heavenly Father. Isn't that great? It's just so good to know that we can go to God and receive from Him the things that we need in our lives. Let me give you this, the, the, some of these scriptures that deal with living by faith. And when you build your life on the Word, that's just another way of saying living by faith. That's just another way of saying trusting God. And, and, and trusting and faith in God works in every area of life. There are so many scriptures that talk about this, but I want to take you to one in particular here. In Hebrews chapter 11, and we call Hebrews chapter 11 the Hall of Fame of Faith. There's a lot of great teaching in this chapter, a lot of great testimonies. But notice in Hebrews 11.33, the subject is faith. And notice what happened by faith. And I'm going to add those two words, by faith or through faith, so you can see how this works. But in Hebrews 11.33, it says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms. So it's talking about people in the past our ancestors, our forefathers in the, in the church and, and in the Bible, they did these things through faith. And before I read this, let me tell you, it's your turn. It's my turn. It's our turn to face challenges by faith. Faith is the victory. You can overcome in faith any situation. So he says, through faith, this is Hebrews 11.35, through faith they subdued kingdoms, through faith they worked righteousness, through faith they obtain promises. Did you know you can obtain promises by faith? That's, that's good news because we all can have faith. We can all believe God. That's the way you obtain promises. 
It says they stopped the mouths of lions by faith. By faith they quenched the violence of fire. By faith they escaped the edge of the sword. By faith out of weakness they were made strong. By faith they became valiant in battle. By faith they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. So you can, you can nearly come up with any scenario and look at any situation, and it can be overcome and solved, conquered by faith. This is what we do. We walk by faith. We build our lives not on the promises of men. We don't build our lives on hope and just a positive mental attitude. We build our lives on the Word of God, on the promises of God, and that way, I mean, this is just, I wrote a list of these, of these accomplishments, and, uh, and it's just powerful. If you need to subdue, you can do it by faith. You obtain by faith. You, you stop, you quench the violence of fire by faith. You can escape by faith. You can be made strong by faith. You can become valiant by faith. You can turn the enemy by faith. All of these things have been done in the past. And as I said, this is our turn. We are the generation of faith for today. We have our opportunities now to walk by faith. Don't allow the circumstances of this world to get you down, to depress you, to frighten you, to overwhelm you. We have a God in heaven, and we have promises that He will fulfill. We can follow the example of those that have gone before us, and we can walk by faith and not be afraid. We can be the one in the crowd with a smile on our face. We can be the one in the crowd with peace in our hearts and assurance in our minds because we serve a God that never fails. We serve a God who's involved. He's not a far-off God. He's not a God that can't be reached or bothered. He's not a God that is, that is hard to, 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 it's hard to get him to listen or respond he is an ever-loving, ever-present God. He, uh, His eyes are upon the righteous and His ears are open to your prayers. He is a, an ever-present help in time of trouble, the Bible says. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. So whatever we're going through, fear is something that we don't have to do. Fear is not an option. He said, fear not for I'm with you. Those two things are, are, are mutually exclusive. You can't have one and have the other. God said, if I'm with you, you don't have to fear. Now, if God is not with you, maybe you should be afraid. But if you have God and he's in your heart and you're a Christian and he's your father, he says to you, fear not for I'm with you. Isn't that powerful? I'll tell you, we have been born and prepared by God to go through the challenges of life and come out victorious. Just like David was prepared to defeat Goliath, Moses was ready to defeat Pharaoh and his army. Daniel was prepared to stand up in his generation and believe God. Joseph was ready to go through all the challenges he faced and become the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. We, the list goes on and on and on and on, and these people did these things by faith. It's your turn. You can do this.
You know, I love to say it this way. You're a believer. That's what you do. Believing the promises of God in the midst of storms is no, is no harder than believing in God himself. Did you know that you are a faith person if you believe there's a God? Did you know that you're a believer if you believe that Jesus is your Lord and he died for your sins? You're already believing a lot of things right now. You might as well believe that the same God who is and the God who saved you and the God who forgave you is going to protect you, provide for you, and give you victory in every situation. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about storms which would represent any kind of challenge you're going to have in your life. Jesus, when he gave this parable, he wasn't just warning them about rain. He's talking to them about life. He said there was a wise man who built his house on the rock. I believe I'm talking to people like that right now. You have taken the time to build on the rock. You go to church. You read your Bible. You study the Word of God. You love God. You make time in your life to learn about God. All of these things are important. Building, they're, 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 they're building blocks, building on the rock of God's Word. You have other people who, they don't care a thing about God. They don't want God to interrupt their life. They don't have time for church. They don't read their Bible. They don't see any need to. They don't take the time to dig down deep and have a solid foundation. And, and side by side, in good times, these people may look the same. They may look like they're both successful. Like it really doesn't matter what you believe, that life is okay, that you're going to make it. But when the storms come, that's when you find out who's built on the rock, whose life is, is solid, and who's truly trusting in God. That's you and I. And I, I hope you're, you're connecting with this because I believe it's so important for the church around the world to realize today that we've entered into a season of storms in our world. And it's global. It's worldwide. We're dealing with many of the same things at the same time. And one of the things that I see more than any other is that people are afraid. Not just, uh, not, you know, not just non-Christians, but Christians as well are afraid they're they're intimidated they're they're worried they're anxious and i want to tell you you can you can trust god and have peace and joy and 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 have assurance just like you did before all of the, these things happened before the world changed i like to say it this way god's promises have not changed whatever god told you two years ago five years ago ten years ago it's still true god hasn't changed his mind he hasn't changed his promises your future is still secure. You still have a, a right to believe God and to live for God and to live out your length of days. Don't believe for a moment that now your future is in danger, that you're not going to be what you could have been or should have been because of all of the problems that are facing the world today. You know, we only get to live once, and this is it. Let's believe God for His best. Let's believe God that no matter what happens in the world around us, you and I are going to do the will of God. You and I are going to build on the rock of God's word. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will not pass away. That means everything in this world could change and go wrong, but God's word still stands. 
So whatever God's promised you, promises that you've accepted and received in the, in the Bible, they apply to you right now just as much as they ever did. There aren't any post-pandemic revisions to the Bible. God didn't say, well, now that there's been a pandemic, I'm going to have to change my promises. That's not how truth works. God's promises are just as real today as they ever have been. And you can stand on them. You can count on them. And, uh, you know, the more problems we face, the more we realize there's nowhere else to go but the Word of God. And uh, I feel bad. I feel sorry for people who don't know God, who don't know His Word. They don't have the option to live by faith, to walk by faith, to experience what we can experience. We can literally have assurance and peace and joy in the middle of storms. When everybody's panicking and everybody's running and everybody's scared, we can know that our God is still on the job. He hasn't changed his mind. He's still doing what he's always done, and that is providing for us, protecting us, helping us, loving us. I'll tell you, uh, I believe that many, many people are going to wake up to this fact and become Christians in this time because... Uh, the good news is the best news in the world. God's offer is so much better than anything else. He really doesn't have any competition. The, there, there's nothing like the promises that God has made us in his word. Now I want to go to a, an actual storm in Luke chapter 8. And uh, in, in fact, as we turn here, let me just tell you this. Um, as I said, some of you listen to my podcast and uh, you can find that on my website. It's free. If you go to gregfritz.org, you can get a lot of free material that you can download or stream right now. And I would love for you to visit me there and take advantage of this material. I have been for the last three years creating a lot of content to feed Christians. And I wasn't sure why I was creating all of this material uh, but now it's becoming more obvious. People need faith food. They need something positive. And my program's called Good News. And uh, it's practically the only good news left out there. All the other news is bad news. If you look at any secular station, the news is just really, really frightening. And it's bad. But we have good news. And you can go to my website. And I know this is backwards here in the in the in the uh, camera, but I have a, an, an entire teaching on this subject called Stormproofing Your Life, and you can get the whole teaching. There's, um, there's 15 sessions free, and you can stream it instantly. If you go to my website, look for the Stormproofing Your Life in the free download section, and you can stream it or you can download the MP3s and you can put those on your device and you can listen to it. So it's audio or video, and it's free, and you'll have all the teaching, because uh, there's so much that we could get into here, and we won't have time in one service, but uh, that's a way to connect with you. I would love to connect with uh, more of my brethren there in South Africa, and uh, I believe that the teaching that you'll find on the website will, uh, man, I believe it'll feed you and, and be just some of the things that you've been looking for just what you need at this time in history. So let's go to Luke chapter 8 and, and let's learn from this experience. This is when Jesus and the disciples got in the boat to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. 
And uh, we'll start here, let's see. Let's start in Luke chapter 8, verse 22. It says, Now it happened on a certain day that Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. So let's just stop right there and say this. The will of God, God's word is, let's go over to the other side. Jesus didn't say, let's go to the middle and sink. Jesus didn't say, let's sail out and die. Jesus didn't say, let's go sail and see if we make it. He said, let's go over to the other side. That was the will of God for them and the word of God. And as obedient disciples, they got in the boat with Jesus and they launched out. Now, this is a very interesting trip. If I was ever going to take a boat trip with Jesus, I would have ideas. I would be looking forward to it. I would think, you know what, if I got to go on a boat trip with Jesus, we would have a lot of time to talk. We could uh, ask questions. Maybe I could tell him some things about my life and, and really have some good, good fellowship. And so I don't know what their thinking was, but it, it seemed like a pretty good situation. The last thing on their mind was, we're going to get on a boat with Jesus and have problems. That You just don't think that that's going to be in your future. <laughs> you know, if you're going to have a boat ride with Jesus, you would think there would be angels and maybe a rainbow and smooth water and, and, and maybe angels singing in the background And because Jesus is in the boat and we're in the boat with Jesus and we're doing the will of God and God's told us to do it. And, and, and I mean, what life is good. What could be better? The last thing they expected was a life-threatening storm. And this is just a great lesson for all of us. Just because you're in the boat with Jesus, and just because you love God, and just because God loves you, doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges. Now, did God send the storm? No. We know that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But there's, you know, this world is not just God only. There is, uh, there, there, there's weather, there are demons, there are people. There are things in this world that don't do the will of God, that are contrary to God's will. And when you run up against situations like that, that are contrary to the will of God, when, when God says, let's go over to the other side, and the storm says, you're not going over to the other side, something's got to give. And if God has spoken to you, you have the right to go to the other side. You have the victory. So let's just read this on. So Jesus, in verse 23, as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came and they awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Now, again, why would the disciples, I mean, Jesus is the Messiah, they are serving, and there's only 12 of them, they're in this boat, they're doing the will of God, why would they sail into a storm? Could God have warned them of that storm? Yes, he could have. Did he? No. Could God have told them to wait 
and let the storm pass. You know, a weather delay. We have that in flying uh, all the time. You, you, you try to get on a plane, they say there's been a weather delay. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that there's a storm, and they're going to wait till the storm passes, and then the plane's going to fly in smooth, smooth air. Well, could God have done that? Obviously, he could have. But God never promised that we would never have storms. God never said that, you know, God could have helped David avoid Goliath. God could have said, David, don't go down there. There's a giant there, and, and he's killing people. You, you, you need to stay away. But he didn't. Why? Because we are well equipped to face storms and to face giants and to face mountains and to face opposition. God is not keeping us in a bubble. He's not trying to keep us from ever facing anything that's contrary to Him and His Word. He believes in us. He believes we're ready. He believes when the storm comes, He doesn't have to warn us. He doesn't have to get us, you know, all hyped up and excited. He can just let us fall back on our faith begin to speak God's word. He knows we're standing on, built on his word. We're the wise people that built on the word. And so storms are a non-issue for us. They're not something to be afraid of. They're not something to avoid. They're not something to run from. And God thought, thought so little of the storm, he didn't even tell the disciples they were going to go into a storm. He didn't even tell them. Why? He said, let us go over to the other side. That's all you need to say. That should be enough. In other words, when you build your life on the Word of God, the Word of God is enough. I don't have to have, let's go over to the other side, and no wind, and calm waters, and sunshine, and no clouds, and a push. Or You don't have to have anything but God's promise. If you have the promise of God, you can face anything and come out on the other side. Let me quote this verse again. 1 John 5, 4. God says, Whoever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. You can see a little bit of pride there in God's heart for his kids. Not in a bad way. God's proud of us. God says, If you're born of me, if my spirit lives in you, you are an overcomer. You are victorious. You're going to win. You're going to come through. You're going to come out on top. Whoever, he says, is born of me overcomes the world. And this is how you do it, by faith. So this is where, where personal responsibility comes in. Let's just admit it. We're going to face storms. We're going to face challenges. Things are going to oppose us that are not the will of God. And when they do, you respond by faith. You don't respond in silence. You don't just sit down and fold your arms and say, I wonder what God's going to do about this. You don't run. You respond in faith. And this is the key. And I think we can learn so much from this example. Because so many times we do believe God. We love God. We've served God. And we face opposition and yet we aren't sure how to respond. Can I just tell you, we must respond in faith. We must stand on the word of God. We must take God at his word. Anything that tries to stop you 
from doing the will of God. Anything that tries to talk you out of believing God or oppose you, you can stand against it in faith. You have a right to overcome that thing. So here they are. They woke up Jesus, verse 24, and they said, Master, Master, we are perishing. Now, I don't believe they were overreacting here. I believe they were really in danger because some of these guys grew up fishing. Peter and, and his brother, they were fishermen. And so they knew all about boats and they knew all about storms. And, and, and they must have really been in trouble or they would have, wouldn't have woke, awakened Jesus and said, we're, we're perishing. We're going to die. Now, if we're supposed to respond in faith, let me just tell you, that's not it. That is not, Master, Master, we are perishing. That's not faith. That's not what God was looking for. But how often do we face storms and respond that way? Oh, no, this is terrible. Things are bad. We're not going to make it. We're going to go broke. We're going to die. We're going we're to fail. And we respond that way, and that's not faith. We've got to step back and say, now, wait just a minute. I believe the promises of God. I'm doing what God told me to do. So rather than respond in fear or say what I see, I'm going to believe God. You know, here's what, what a lot of times people don't factor in to the equation. I like to talk about it like math. If you were going to do regular natural math, you, you would do it this way. And these guys knew all about it. This storm plus this boat equals death. We're going to sink. And, and so many times we judge things like that. I want to encourage you to stop doing that right now. People are looking at the world situation right now. They're saying, you know, this pandemic plus this economy is disaster or this plus this. You know, you could do it with David and Goliath. This little boy plus this giant equals certain death. He's not going to win. The difference is this. You've got to factor God into the equation. It's not just the storm and the boat equals death. It's the storm and the boat plus God. When God gets into the equation, victory is the outcome. And God's always in the equation when you're involved. God lives in you. God's for you. God's ready to come to your aid. But he needs you to believe. So these guys jumped to the conclusion. They used the wrong math. They said this boat plus this storm, we're going to die. That wasn't true. They didn't factor God in. You need to factor God into your situation. It may not look good right now. You may be facing things that are overwhelming. But add God into the equation. And, and you'll see victory is the outcome. And so here they, they uh, woke up Jesus he rose, the Bible says he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And if you read another account, what Jesus actually did was he stood on the bow of the ship, and he said, peace, be still. He spoke three words, but they were words of faith. You can do this. You are a faith person, because notice what he said next. He arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water. They ceased, and there was a calm. <clears throat> and he said to them, where's your faith? And that's really what we're talking about today. Where is your faith? Is your faith working? Is your faith active? 
Or are you like the disciples and saying, we're all going to die. It's just not going to work. The world's never going to be the same again. Church is never going to be the same again. And and on and on and on people go because they they take the situation plus the circumstances and then it equals disaster. God is involved. You've got to factor God into the equation. Rather than saying we're all going to die, Jesus said, peace be still. In other words, Jesus said, we're going over. We're not going under. We're going to do what God said we were going to do. We are not going to give up in the middle of the trip. We're going to make it to the other side. Isn't that good? Man, I'll tell you, it takes faith to get to the other side. It takes faith to finish what God has called you to do. You can't just go to, to the altar and give your heart to the Lord Jesus and then just coast through life and never have another problem. There are going to be challenges in life, and when they arise, we've got to believe God. You can't just be quiet or moan and groan and complain and get into fear. You've got to step back and say, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to quote the word of God. I'm going to speak, peace be still. I'm going through this. I am not going under. You know, Jesus turned to the disciples after he rebuked the the one. He spoke to the storm and said, where's your faith? Well, you know, they could have said, well, Lord, we've exercised faith. We're following you. That took faith. We got in the boat when you said to get in the boat. That took faith. We left our houses and our jobs and our families to come with you. That took faith. And you know it did. They did. They, they were walking in faith to come with Jesus. They walked in faith to get in the boat. But there is another kind of faith that's necessary. It takes faith to submit to God's will. It takes faith to get into the boat and obey God. But there was another kind of faith that I call the faith to resist. You know, if you read in James 4, the Bible tells us, Submit to God and resist the devil. That's two different functions. So there's a faith to submit to God, and some people are good at that. They've submitted to God, they submit to their pastor, they submit to the church and the, the doctrines in the Bible and the commands in Scripture. They submit, 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 but they're not very good at resisting. And when Satan arises and troubles come and storms arise, they, are, they submit to that too. They don't resist anything. There's got to come something from the inside that, that's based on God's word that needs to come up from your heart that says, I am going over. I am not going to be bound by fear or panic or distress. I'm going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I encourage you to get your faith to work. Begin to stand against the storms of life that would attack you and try to sink you. And don't allow them to speak louder than, than, the, uh, than the promises of God that you know and that you have built your life on. God's word needs to be our utmost authority. In other words, if God said, let's go over to the other side, we're going to the other side. And if a storm comes, fine. A tidal wave, a sea monster, I don't care what happens. God said, let's go over to the other side. We're going to the other side. You've got to allow the faith of God to rise up in you and speak it forth 
and allow God to get involved in the situation. That's how you, you get God into the equation. Up until the time Jesus spoke, it was this boat and this storm and it was trouble. But once Jesus said, peace be still, then God entered the equation and the result was victory. And it will be for you every single time. Quit complaining and criticizing and worrying out loud and, and being frustrated if, if that's what you're doing. And begin to speak God's word. Begin to speak the promises of God. Begin to speak to your mountain. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. That is getting your faith active. That is allowing God to enter the equation. And the outcome then is victory. Let me give you this verse because this is something I've been meditating on lately. Isaiah 28 verse 16. It says, uh, Whosoever believeth on him shall not... Uh, sh sh well, let me read it from the New King James. It says... I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Now here's the phrase, he that believeth shall not make haste. But there's another translation that says it this way, whoever believes on him shall not wander about distractedly seeking another foundation. Or another translation says it this way, whoever believes need never be shaken. Isn't that good? If you believe, that's the, that's the key. It's not enough to just know about the promises of God. It's not enough just to attend church. It's not enough to just love the, the preaching of the word, but believing on him, actively participating, speaking God's word. If you'll do that, you need never be shaken. Another translation says it this way. The one who relies on it, the rock, will never be stricken with panic. Never be stricken with panic. Why? Because we believe God. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the promises of God at our disposal. And when you begin to believe God's promises and speak them in your situation, things will change. It says, whosoever say, says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says. Well, how can you believe what you say? Say the word. Say what God said. He shall have whatever he says. Get God working in your behalf simply by believing God. Have the faith to resist. Rise up when things come against you. And, and refuse. And I, I speak this worldwide, not just to you, but to me, to everybody. We're all facing things we've never faced before, giants that we've never seen before. And the first reaction is to panic, to be afraid, to withdraw, to, to wonder how is this going to end. I encourage you to be a believer, to stand on the word of God and say, the Bible says, fear not, so I'm not going to fear, for God is with me. He is my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God, and in him will I trust. You can read the whole 91st Psalm. All of those promises are for you. God has made so many promises that we can speak and believe rather than believing the news and the doomsday prophets of the world. 
I just want to close by saying God is going to take care of you. If you'll believe God and stand on His Word, you don't have to fear like everyone else. You don't have to run from things like other people are running from things. Man, we've got, there's so many scriptures I could go over. Let me just read a couple. The Bible in Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? Distress? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? or No! In all these things, verse 37, in all these things, what things? The things I just listed and more. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Isn't that powerful? There, there are so many scriptures that promise us victory, that promise that we're overcomers. Isaiah 54, 14 says, uh, in righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. And I got one more. There's so many, but I got one more. Psalm 62, verse 2 says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. My soul waits silently for God alone. My expectation is from Him. Don't expect anything from anyone else. Expect God to be your provider, your healer, your victor. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. And then there's more. Oh my, just we could go on and on. Psalm 27, 1 and, and Hebrews 13, 5 and all of Psalm 91. And it goes on. Uh, there's so many of these. Please go to my website and get this. You can stream this right now. There's 15 of these shows. They're 30 minutes each. Stormproofing your life. If you go to my website, go to the free download section and look for Stormproofing Your Life. Click on that and it'll tell you what to do and you'll have a link or you can download the MP3s. And you, I'll tell you, this teaching, it will fill you with faith and that's what it was designed to do. There are other free teachings as well. It's all faith food and I created it just for you. I hope you'll go take advantage of it. Actually, I was telling somebody in church the other day, we were doing one of these on a USB there's 15 sessions here. This is $4,500 worth of production. That's what it cost me to produce these. And I'm going to give it to you absolutely free uh, because, I mean, they're paid for and they're out there. I might as well put them together and let you have them. So we welcome you to do that. As we close today, before I turn it back to the pastor, I'd like to pray for you, pray for your church. And, and, uh, and let's, just, let's just turn to the Lord in this time when people uh, don't know who to turn to. They don't know who to believe or what to do. We turn to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for preparing us for this time in history. Cause the church to rise up and do the will of God. Cause the people of God to tr come together and support one another. Let the word of God come alive in our hearts and minds. Let us speak God's word and do exploits, even as they've done in days gone by. This is our day. This is our turn. This is our opportunity as disciples and, and followers of the Lord Jesus to, to, to do the will of God in our generation. Help us not to miss that opportunity. 
and show us when to, to step out and when to speak and show us how to get God's Word active in our lives on a daily basis. And as we do, we'll be called doers of the Word. And as we do, they can say it of us that those people, those, those people built their life on the rock. And when the storms came and came against them, they stood strong and they stood faithful, and they bore fruit, and they succeeded in the end times. Praise God. Wow. Well, I have certainly enjoyed being with you. Give your pastor, when you get to see him, a big hug for me and your pastor's wife. They are such a blessing. We love them. We honor them. And I'm going to close by saying this. Let's make plans as soon as possible. I would love to come to South Africa and I'd love to meet you in person and preach in your great church and shake your hands and see you. It would be, uh, it would just mean so much to me. I look forward to that. But until then, we can visit. If you'll come to my website, I will provide faith food for you as much as you can eat. It's all you can eat. So come check it out. God bless you today. I'm turning it back to the pastor. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.